All right. Welcome to episode number 59 of Roll or Die. Today, we venture to the top end. One of our uh, first interstate guests, I think. We've we've had one or two prior, but uh, this is uh, judo black belt, Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, and a very good friend of mine, Karen Payne, also one of the best surnames in jiu-jitsu. Welcome. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Okay, first question. Thanks for joining you us. Name yourself just for jujitsu no, and judo. I was just born like that, hey. Gotta yeah. love that. Awesome. Yeah. So, just so you know, Karen, Anton and I have tried to keep most of this podcast. We started it last year, I think just before COVID really hit. And then when COVID hit, I think it was probably a bit of a savior for a lot of people. Well, for yeah. us, it probably was as well to just yeah. keep connected with the jiu-jitsu community. And we really tried to keep it primarily in Melbourne because yep. I don't know if I speak for Anton, but it was quite difficult to see a lot of the other states that were unlocked training so much jiu-jitsu. So, yeah, it was probably not until this year that we would uh, really feel well <laughs> Personally, for myself, that it was something I was happy to to see people from overseas or interstate that were just rolling and going about their lives like normal. So, yeah, thank you for joining us and uh, welcome. Yeah, no, that was a hard time, I know, for a lot of people in Melbourne. That wasn't good. Yes. We were very blessed here. We, I think we were only, what, shut down for about two months. That was about it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. 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 So, when we do these podcasts, I have in the background some, oh, man, this has actually gone to something else, not what I wanted to see, but I, we are state-of-the-art with the technology here, but I did have set up the Darwin Jiu-Jitsu Academy that you guys run, you and your partner Dave run, so yep. I was going to have that going in the background that people can see. Instead, it seems to have switched to BJJ Fanatics, so maybe just <laughs> So I don't know why it's done that, but um, yeah, can you tell us a little bit about about your school? Um, yeah, so we started Darwin Jiu-Jitsu Academy 2016. Yep. And we don't do kids. It's all just adults. So we've got about 30, 40 adults. Wow. Yep. It's, yeah, it's great. What was, it, what was the uptake of Jiu-Jitsu like in Darwin? I mean, like we had a guy on the other day who brought Jiu-Jitsu to Turkey. Yeah, and Darwin's not Turkey. Don't get me wrong. It's not like it's a completely removed country, but it is a smaller community. Um, I'd say some things don't make it to Darwin as quickly as they make it to places like Sydney and Melbourne. What was it like? Was it really foreign when you brought it up, when you, when you kind of started? Was it already going? Like- um, so when I started uh, BJJ, so that was back in 2009. Yeah. Off the top of my head, everyone was a white belt. Yeah. We didn't have any coloured belts. Wow. So the first person to get a blue belt was Des. And then after that, a few of us followed after that. But, yeah, when I first started, there was, there was no black belts or anything like that. It was what? just a bunch of guys trying to make it work. Wow. Yeah. So it's very similar, actually, to what we just had Long with time. on the podcast. Yeah, we've had quite a lot of um, OGs from Melbourne here who started, say, in the 90s or whatever, and they would talk about how they would get a video and watch it and then try and, in someone's garage, try and, you know, figure it out for themselves. Was it a little bit like that or what was it like sort of white belts teaching white belts or blue belts teaching white belts? How was that? Um, well, look, we didn't know any different, really. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, there were some videos going around. I suppose also within that club, we had we had a bluebell Canadian guy who did a lot of wrestling. So he come later. I think about the time Des got his blue, if I remember correctly. And then we had a couple of brown belts and a black belt in judo as well. So I, I suppose did really know it. it wasn't really until we did the Oz Cup in 2011 here in Darwin when I first met you. That's when I met Karen. Yes. <laughs> And that's when I was like, oh, wow, there's all this BJJ out there. And, you know, it's the first time I'd ever competed against um, a, another chick in BJJ. It was a whole new experience. So, And, and what, was yeah. like, what was it like for you? Because I'm presuming you were a judo black belt first. Um, uh, yeah, but I only got that three years before I got my BJJ one. So okay. I sort of came around the same time. Oh, right. Okay. But you so started judo first. Yeah, I started judo first and was doing When did that. you start? Oh, when? Oh, must have been 2005, 2006. Okay. okay. So, yeah, so similar time, just prior. And how, what brought you to jiu-jitsu then? Like, was it similar or was it you wanted something else or what, what happened there? Um. Honestly, it was because my son, Shane, my eldest son, was a judo national player and his coaches, who were also doing, started the BJJ when he would benefit doing some BJJ, but he was so little, so he didn't have a partner. So I said, well, I'll come and be your partner so you can learn. And then I think he lasted about two months and, yeah, I kept going. Wow. <laughs> He's got his mind up. <laughs> that is a cool <laughs> and new refreshing entry into BJJ story, that's for sure. We don't awesome. hear that very often. <laughs> it was interesting. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, Shane, yeah, wasn't a fan. He now he's a fan, like 10 years later. He's like, oh, now I want to do BJJ. So he's over in Perth doing it now. But uh yeah, it was that's how I actually got started. Wow. Wow. So just a um, bit of background. I don't know if you know Anton back before um the Oz couple, the Nationals used to be just in Melbourne. What they used to do, I think in a way to try and grow jiu-jitsu throughout Australia, they used to hold it in a different city every year. So, for instance, the, the year that I started, it was in Adelaide, then it was in Perth, and then, yeah, in 2011, it was in Darwin. So what they did, they sort of, for Darwin, I guess it was considered a really big deal to showcase their city. And yeah. they held it on like this convention center on the waterfront, which was just amazing. Like it was such a good, and yeah. they had TV coverage and it was huge. Wow. They made it like a really big deal. So huh. yeah, I it think was- they, they did one or two more around and then they've, since I don't know, probably the last eight years or so, it's pretty much been always in Melbourne now. I guess they figure it's not worth the the hassle of setting up in a different city every time or whatever. So yeah, they just keep it from our point of view, and it's easier for us because yeah. it's in Melbourne and yeah, it's sure. right here. But it was a really good way to travel and meet people like Karen and yeah. and also yeah to grow jujitsu all around Australia. So it was a really good, a really nice one. But don't think it was too long after that because that's when I went to the first girls in gee camp. Yeah, and then the the Australian Girls in Gear, yeah, then she came to Melbourne and, yeah, so I went up and visited her and stayed. My boys and I stayed in uh, in her granny flat for a week or so. She hosted me so that I could 
see yes. some of the Darwin and Northern Territory beautiful scenery and uh, experience the weather. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. How how is it? I mean, I know you've got nothing to compare it to, but in terms of training jiu-jitsu in a 30 to 35 degree year-round mm. temperature, how is that, especially in the wet season and the humidity? Like, yeah, can you tell us about that? It's, yeah, it's a whole different... Like, I know when we go to Melbourne, like, you have to actually warm up here. <laughs> you have to cool down. You've got ice packs on you before you start. We're, we're really lucky. At our club, and they're actually called this, they're called big-ass fans. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's Dave, if you didn't guess, Kim. Oh, Making, he's in the background. We'll come and say hello. Come on. Yeah, yeah, send him around. Come around, say hi. So, yeah, we've got big-ass fans in our club, but then we also just brought brand-new Fuji Superado geese. There he is. Hey, Dave. This is Karen's partner. So he and I were teammates, like, way back, back in the day. I remember your first Oz Cup in WA in Perth. In Perth, yes. I lost pretty much every fight. That was as a white belt. And then we travelled to Brisbane as well, I think, after that. Brisbane was the very first Oz Cup. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then Perth, and then we went around the country, blah, blah, blah. But Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Yes. So are you a black belt in judo and BJJ as well, Dave? Yeah, yeah. I've got a second degree in um, judo and a second degree in jiu-jitsu. So, yeah. I'm always interested in what happens in a marriage where you've got – actually, you could be the first marriage that we've had on where you're – Black belts in more than one martial art. So, like, yes. you know, take downs allowed. Um, the boss at home. We had Nikki and um, Anthony Lange. I think you might know them. Yeah, yeah. As well, together. We had them guesting together. And yeah, they told us about some of their uh, bedroom jiu-jitsu <laughs> antics, I think, didn't they? <laughs> Nikki certainly did. Dave's, <laughs> Dave's left the room. <laughs> you lost him. <laughs> He's like, what happened with Stays in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it definitely yeah. makes for interesting times. And running <laughs> yeah. as well. It's, yeah. Yeah. Because we see yeah. our personalities are a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, um, you mentioned to me you had were involved in a pretty serious accident at some point. And, um, yeah. like, I, I mean, obviously, like, we've experienced a lockdown, which is which sucks. But I imagine that being... Completely, well, I, I don't know anything about it. I think Kim said it was pretty amazing. She sent a little snapshot of the article. But, um, yeah, if you could tell us a bit about what that is like, I, I would love to know. Uh, that was, yeah, that was bad. It's actually still having the effect now because I'm actually just waiting for um, a hip replacement as well right, from wow. that accident. Actually can't physically roll properly at the moment. So with the accident, it was a head-on. We're both doing 80 k's an hour. Uh, wow. collision so it smashed my pelvis it broke my hip in numerous places not only the ball but also the cup mm. so that was broken I broke my hand bones in my floating bones in my back wow. and some other bits and pieces I wasn't allowed to walk for three to four months I wasn't allowed to have any weight at all mm. through my right leg um but the worst thing was, the actual worst thing, and even now I hate it, is the day before the accident, I finished off all my paperwork for um, IBJJF 
for Pampax in 2016 because Dave and I were both going to Worlds after that. Wow. So and you I, had this trajectory and then you did. Yeah, yeah we plan. Like we're both going, yep. We had, I think I told you about that, yeah. We're yeah. going to Worlds. And it was actually the day before. So I got all my paperwork back, signed from Pete, had everything. So final, submitted, everything's in. I think I got my card. I was in hospital for about four weeks. Mm. The day I, I think it was like three days after I got out from hospital was when Pampax was actually on. And obviously Dave took um, our, you know, members from our club down who competed. And that's when I got my card from YBJJF. Yeah. Spoken like a true, a true Jitsera that uh, that's the worst thing that happened. Not that she couldn't walk, not that she was incapacitated, but just that she couldn't compete in jiu-jitsu. Like, that just tells people how obsessed they get with jiu-jitsu, oh yeah? Like it's, yeah. Um, yeah, it's very, very difficult. So, and so that was 2016. So it's been like close to five years now and you're still, where are you now? What's, what's happening? Yeah, so I was supposed to get... Uh, like a new hip last year, but obviously COVID just threw it all out. So because of the severity of just the whole hip, because um, they basically said it probably take about, it, I could need one within two years. So I've got to this long, which is pretty good, which really I put down to BJJ anyway and how active and that I was before the accident. Mm. And, yeah, so it's just thrown it out a bit. So now I'll be getting my new hip this year so then I can get back into proper rehab. And yeah, because I just don't, my rotation is just nothing. And then we're going to go back to Worlds. Wow. That is that's yeah. an inspiring story to come back from that to rehab and go compete at Worlds. That, that's what this is about, isn't it? Really? Like, like yeah, that sort of mindset. I, I think when, often when people get in a really nasty accident like that, 160 k's an hour is that combined speed, and they get written off, a lot of people just give up. But I think that that's one of the amazing things about our martial art is you just have to build this resilience from being having your ass kicked on the mats over and over and over again. I'm sure there was a part of you already that had that before you started all of this. But yeah. I do think that we build a lot of resilience through this training. And um, yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, wow. It's actually the world. I mean, it affected a lot of people too. Like um, my youngest son, so he's a purple belt in our club as well. Because um, he wanted to go to world, he was ready to go to worlds last year too, and so now it's just like, yeah, we're just going to do one big worlds together. We're just going to all go worlds masters. Sorry, yeah. masters. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. that's yeah. it. Anton and I went together, yeah, 2018, and yeah, we're keen to go back as well once, um, oh. <laughs> whenever international travel re-enters. And yeah, I want to just come up and visit you again in Darwin. I'm, I'd, I'd take that at this stage. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Um, we, well, it's beautiful. I know, it's, but it's so expensive unless there's a sale. It's like $700 return or 800 at minimum. So you can yeah, always buy a World Masters for that money. So. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, so how would you say has the jiu-jitsu scene changed since I was up there? I think it was 2013 I was up there last, so eight years. Oh, no, huge. We had a Girls in Gi here in Darwin. Oh, when was it? Uh, we actually hosted it at our club. And, oh, man, there's, like, 15 girls. I'm looking around going, oh, my God. How many girls? You know, I mean, when I first started, we had a couple of girls that come in and out of the club, like, the last, I don't know, the last first, sorry, few years. And then at our club, we've got about four or five that are regular. So, uh, what, up to blues. Mm -hmm. And that's great. But, yeah, just how many more? 
women are on the mat and how much more people know about the sport. Like, yeah. honestly, when I got told, you know, to take Shane to BJJ to improve his judo, I didn't have any really any idea either. Mm. And now you're, you, it's just massive. Like in Darwin now, there's, what, four or five clubs? Yeah, okay. It's it's pretty big. Yeah, it, it's great. Is there a family still involved in judo? Because I, I, my, my experience of judo is it's a really political – we actually had Dan Kelly on yesterday as well. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, you're so, following so, Dan. And he's very immersed in the judo game, obviously. But um, my experience, yes. my understanding of judo from afar is that it's quite political, quite intense. There's all these things going on. It's like being involved in a whole different kind of world to, compared to jiu-jitsu. Are you, are you still dealing with all of that or have you – uh, yeah, I'm actually the president of our judo club. Okay, cool. And, and I still teach kids judo as well. Amazing, amazing. So uh, I love judo. Like I want more judo in my life, but the, the story that I've heard about the competition circuit is it's pretty intense. Is that true or is that just rumours? And... No, it is intense. And obviously being an Olympic sport, there is, there's a lot more political stuff that goes on. Our club, uh, we're, which is Marara Judo Club, is amazing like the people in our club just it's like our, our jiu-jitsu club it's the same it's like one big family it, awesome it just yeah me away wonderful people and which is why you you know i'm still happy to spend the time and doing what i do in judo and obviously bjj as well so yeah beautiful. and yeah lisa lisa you- my kids are growing up now <laughs> i don't have to worry about that thank god i've been that time you mentioned that when you started that it was pretty much just white belts and blue belts. So, like, what are the belts like now? I know that there's been quite a few promotions since I was there. Like, what's the yeah. range of belts like up oh, there now? Oh, oh. so yeah. obviously we've got Dave's the highest in the Territory as a second degree. And then at our club, how many have we got? Seven? We've got seven black belts. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we yeah, one in... Alice as well. So that's yep. just our club. Our club, we've, and we've got a lot of browns, purples, blues, so we've got yep. everything. But, but even the other clubs, like, they've got at least one or two black belts at each club now. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. I don't think there's a club in Darwin without a black belt okay. anymore. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely growing, yeah, because when I was up there, I think, um, yeah, was Des running it? I can't even remember. It was, was yeah. might have been a yeah. purple yeah. belt then. Yeah. Oh, he might have, yeah. Yeah. Then Des went away. That was when, when was that? 2013 yeah. or something, yeah. Yeah, so I he probably it. would have been, yeah. it was, yeah, it was, we're all sort of around the same time. So everyone that sort of started way back then, we all sort of got graded in and around that same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. Good. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. All yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of the Masters community out there. Um <laughs> Are you, would you say that there's a big Masters community up there? Is it predominantly Masters or is it a young kids game up there? What, what? Oh, a lot of Masters. Mm. But saying Masters, there's also a lot of guys like in that um, like early 30s. Yeah. But I know our club, we've got a mix from 18 all the way up to 62. Yeah. Yeah. I awesome. suppose. I, I, Probably gauge the average age. What do you reckon? Around thirty-eight. Probably be like an average age for us. Would be about That's the thirty-eight awesome. mark. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm coming up there. I'm so coming up for a roll. hosting the next monthly masters up there. He runs this thing once a month in Melbourne, monthly masters at different clubs. So, yes, watch out. He might head up your way as well. Yeah, I should. He'll almost have a pretty much a masters club, so there's no point. But still. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a beautiful mat area. And big ass fans, keep you cool. Big ass yeah. fans. Yeah, and honestly, very hospi- hospitable people. Like it was really great going there. I can't um, can't rate highly enough. I think everyone should go up there. As I said, it's a bit a bit annoying how the cost is a bit prohibitive for people. Like it's actually cheaper when we could travel overseas to go overseas than it is to go up there. Or same with Perth sometimes, unless you can get a sail and you're happy to fly the red eye at one a.m. or something. It can be a little bit annoying how expensive it is. But once you're up there. It's just bloody beautiful. Everybody should go up and see that part of Australia. I think it's um it's really underrated. Yep. So yeah, most definitely. Everyone, Owen, it's beautiful. Yeah, we're coming into the dry season. It's yes. the time. Yeah, best time. That's it. Yeah, it's like thirty-two degrees or something, thirty-three all year round. It's just either dry or wet. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, what well, is yeah, it kind yeah. of? I think it's like May to October or November is dry or something like that. How? Yeah. April, April. Yeah, first of May to the first of October is yeah. traditional sort of dry season. But yeah, yeah then it fluctuates, goes up and down. But yeah. it's gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, and even when it rains, it only rains for like maybe an hour or two hours for the day. It doesn't rain like all day long and all night. Or sometimes no, in, it does. The wet, in the wet, it will. Yeah, okay. with really big wet, so it will just bucket down. Like you can't see in front of your car when you're driving for hours. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, it just, just depends. Before, just before you finish up, Karen, is there anything you would like to? Because um, I know Kim has to duck out to a meeting. Yeah, um, sorry. Is there anything? Is there anything you'd like to say to people getting into jujitsu or thinking about quitting jujitsu or or just anything at all? Is there anything you'd like to share and get out there? Oh, look, everyone! It's just a wonderful, wonderful sport. Like, like I said, just the friendships I've made. It's, I also put it down to recovering from my accident. So, well, it wasn't quickly, but a lot easier than some people was the fact I was so active in BJJ. Mm. And going back now for my, hopefully my last lot of surgery to get my life back on track, I know I'm going to have BJJ to sort of help strengthen the areas which I need. So mm. that should, just for everyone, just, just gives you focus and, yeah. I think the friendships is a big one too, though. The people that you meet, um, I think I find everyone I've met in BJJ very humble and just generally down-to-earth good people, which is wonderful. And which is yourself as well. So, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. And um, I don't know if what the world will be like hopefully we can uh, see each other in person whether it's me coming up there to visit you or if you do come down to pan packs this year or or whenever i think it's in october or november i'm not sure when it is because karen and and her team come come they send a a group down in most years right and i think yeah that's how we've stayed in touch through through jiu-jitsu so it's been great so Thank you so much. We will um, post this up. It's on Facebook. We're on Spotify, iTunes, all of that. So 
We'll share it. We're a little bit um, really organised, Anton and I were just saying. So we've actually got like a couple in the bank, but we'll be posting yours up in a couple of weeks. So if you could share it up there, that'd be awesome because we'd love to grow our audience up into other states as well. So And all the best with your surgery, Karen. I hope it works yeah. out for you. Thank you. Back on Thank the you. Yeah. Keep in touch. See you we'll soon. Do. Bye. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.